Welcome to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, the award-winning financial services and business advisory podcast that challenges your old school business practices and their traditional business suit culture. Our guests are industry professionals and experts who will challenge you to think beyond the suit and tie while offering you meaningful modern solutions to help you enhance your company's growth. I'm your host, Dave Kane. Ever since the Tax Cut and Jobs Act became the law of the land, that's been the conversation at happy hour or around the grill in the backyard. That being said, we would be amiss not to touch on the importance of municipal income taxes. After all, they can be just as complex as the federal tax returns. Dan Bilak, a municipal tax ninja in our Northeast Ohio region, also known as Cleveland Browns Territory, joins us today's episode to talk about the Ohio Business Gateway, the elimination of the throwback rule, the 20-day rule, and more. Buckle up, listeners. We're in for an informative ride. Welcome to Unsuitable, Dan. Thanks for having me. How'd you like that intro? Uh, I like the Cleveland Browns part in particular. I've been a Browns fan my whole life, and this is the year that we win it all, I think. Me too. We're going for it. I like it. You know, in the intro, we talked about, uh, you know, happy hours and uh, the grill. Are you... uh, you like to grill in the backyard? Yeah, absolutely. Especially this time of year. What's your uh, What's your favorite recipe on the grill? Filet mignon, without a doubt. Ooh, yes. Yeah, we can make it as good as just about any of the restaurants what, out there. What's the side dish with that? My wife makes a terrific Bernay sauce, and then we do a little baked potato on the side with yep. some uh, yep. vegetables. Can't beat it. Red wine with that, or. Uh, yeah, red wine, beer, uh, you name it. Combination. You, you can't go wrong when you got a good steak. Hey, uh, we're talking about the Ohio Business Gateway, OBG, I guess are the, uh, the initials, but, uh, let's start off with that. A lot of our listeners, uh, probably somewhat familiar with Ohio Business Gateway, but what in the heck is that thing? A little controversy going on with that. Yeah. So a lot of controversy going on. Um, centralized collections um, is is really the theme there in that the the complexity uh, of multiple filings is has been a burdensome uh, issue for taxpayers really all around the state. I mean, multiple filings in various cities. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So the goal here is for all those clients who file in 10, 20, 30 municipalities to centralize that on the Ohio Business Gateway. So they're filing one return instead of, say, 20. Okay. On the surface, that sounds pretty good. It sounds like a really good deal. So, so that's the benefit. One of the, one of the, the pushbacks is from the municipalities. Um, they're concerned about how the state's going to handle the funds. I think it's at this point, it's probably too new to determine what's going to come of it. But uh, there's, there's, it's a highly contested topic from both the municipalities and then the taxpayer. Okay, well, let's uh, let's start out from uh, from our end. If I'm a business owner, you know, I can go on and um, you know just jump online and file one return instead of paying you to to file thirty returns. So right away, I'm I'm a bit of a winner. Yeah. So um, in theory, you're a big winner because uh, your compliance costs are going down. And as a firm at Ray, we're not trying to you know essentially kill our clients with with huge fees on city tax preparation. So if there's a way that we can save you money on fees, we're going to do it and we're going to try and follow that method. Right. So in that instance, you're a winner. The one thing that I'll say on the other side of that is although you're filing one return, you're still filing in 30 different cities with 30 different rule sets. So the complexity still could be still there. there it's not as much compliance where you're actually filing 30 separate returns. Papers. It's all electronic. Correct. So, so there is some advantage um, 
What about the uh, the audit piece of that? Or my risk of uh, of an audit going up? So to be determined on that. the The answer to that is uh, is is we don't know because the state is going to handle the audits going forward. If you filed on the Ohio Business Gateway, if you continue to file as you have, you know, through Rita or through the regular city municipalities that administer their own taxes. Uh, they'll continue to handle the audits going forward. So in theory, the state has more capacity. They have more employees. So I would think that there's potential that they would have more ability to audit. But again, to be determined on that. And, and the Ohio Business Gateway for municipality filing, is that that's new in 2018? Yeah, so new okay. in 2018. So how that works is if you want to file your 2018 return on the Ohio Business Gateway, you had to register uh, on March 1st or before of 2018 to do that. Okay. So that's if you're a calendar year taxpayer. So since that has already, that deadline has already come and gone, uh, the soonest that you can file on the Ohio Business Gateway if you haven't already registered would be your 2019 uh, tax returns. returns. Yeah. Okay. So be, you'd have to wait a year, which isn't the end of the world. If, if you're a taxpayer who files in 30, 40 cities and you haven't registered on the Gateway, I don't think it's a bad thing to 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 let the uh, let it play out and see how everything kind of unfolds. Get let the kinks kind of work themselves first out. First year, yeah. First let year, it, let somebody else uh, work through that. Right, and then assuming it ends up being beneficial to the taxpayer, uh, you can register next year, and then we'll end up getting we'll get rolling with that, and and hopefully end up saving you compliance fees and uh, other hassles. Right. What is uh, Ray and Associates' position on the Ohio Business Gateway? Does that mirror your your opinion? Maybe share that with me. Yeah. So Ray's Ray's position is is similar to kind of what I just stated in that we're we're advising clients that this is probably going to be an avenue that's worthwhile, especially if you file in ten or more cities or municipalities. Right. That's kind of our threshold. And if you do that, we're going to probably advise you to file or register on the gateway starting next year. The benefit, as I said, would be just less compliance costs, less tax returns that you have to file. It seems to just make things easier if you do that. Yeah. But we didn't want to jump in right away before the uncertainties were kind of worked out. And so I just think it's better for our taxpayers to not rush in, wait a year, and then assuming everything goes fine, we'll register and we'll get rolling and next year. It's good. I mean, it's a good thought. It seems like it's a, it's a good idea. And and again, you'd mentioned the uh, you know the actual paper filing of of, of stuff and, and schedules and everything. That's going to be become a lot easier, but the complex issues are still there, if not even more so than in the past. Yeah. So the complex issues will always be there. And, and until what are you going to do about uh, that? Well, um, it's funny you say that. I actually just had. Uh, Aren't you in charge yeah, of this piece for I'm the work, firm? I'm working you're, on. You're it. working on it. <laughs> And part of that was I just had lunch with uh, a former podcast guest, Greg Saul. Sure. Um, at the Ohio Society. Well, name dropping. Everybody likes name that's, drop on this show. Absolutely, yeah. And so Greg was giving me some inside scoop on uh, on his side and, and the lobbying that he does to try and, uh, and make sure everything's fair and, right. and easy to follow. And we're going in the right direction, I think, uh, as far as Muni goes. But there's still over 600 municipalities in Ohio that administer taxes. 600? 600. And all of them, for the most part, have different sets of laws and ordinances and regulation. So when you talk about the complexity of the federal return and you talk about our 50 states' returns, those are all complex. But oftentimes, the municipalities and the city returns can be harder to file and to administer than even the federal or the state returns. Right. 
Right. And, you know, as, as, as we've talked before on, uh, on the podcast, we've had a number of guests on here that's talked about how the Ohio Society of CPAs, which is our professional association that we belong to, has gone to great lengths to, to, to fight and get uniformity in municipal tax uh, uh, regulations across the state. Like you mentioned, there's 600. So there has been a dent made in that, but there's still a lot more work to do. Yeah, there's a lot more work to do. I mean, each city, um, just to give you an example of one of the, one of the laws that each city can kind of set their own rule on is uh, S Corp pass through income. So if I'm an owner of an S Corp and I'm filing, we have a lot of, we have a lot of clients that are, and uh, that income flows through and passes through to your personal return. You also have to file a city return and the question becomes, do I need to report that S-Corp income on my city return or not? And the answer to that is it depends because each city has their own rule on that topic. So um, as something is, seems so basic and, and broad as S-Corp pass-through income, uh, there's not one answer that fits all. Right, right. And, and I suppose, and maybe you can weigh in on this, um, as the, you know, the federal tax reform has, is in play, and certainly taxable income is uh, being decreased in a lot of areas, that's going to hit probably the municipalities pretty hard in some areas. So they have to combat that drop in, in tax revenue as well. So it's, it's going to hit in two different ways, some pro, some against. One of the big impacts of the new tax reform law is the domestic production activities deduction, which is no longer going to be a deduction for federal purposes which means the cities that ordinarily got to deduct that are no longer going to be able to get that deduction on the city returns. So that's actually an anti-taxpayer uh, move oh, okay. as a result of the, of the, um, of the tax reform. Yeah. Can I uh, dive into a personal question for a minute? Absolutely. You know, when, um, when you're at uh, social event networking or happy hour, do, do people come up to you and just pick your brain and talk about municipal tax? Well, uh, yeah, so it's an obvious question because it's such a thrilling topic. Um, I'm sure you'd be uh, just assume that, that that's what, uh, what happens. And that's probably how I got my wife and other t- things like that, just because it's such it's a— It's been working for you, huh? It's been working for me. Yeah. yeah, it's the angle that I take to try and make friends. Yeah. yeah. Now, does your wife understand the municipal tax reform and all she of that? She doesn't care She doesn't all. care at she all? She doesn't care at all. No, no. That's, I, I actually go out of my way to avoid talking work when I get home. Yeah. yeah. Well, how many, uh, how, how many cities do you file in personally? Uh, funny you ask. Because you work, you work in two locations for Ray and Associates. I think the mentor Correct. and independence and, and uh, where you live and everything. So you so, live it. Ironically, the city tax expert in the firm doesn't file in any city cities uh, because I live in a township. Oh, you're a rebel, huh? So I'm a rebel in that I don't file in any cities. Yeah, it's, it's sort of ironic, but uh, um, that doesn't mean I don't pay city taxes because I do. Wherever I work, I, I work in manner and independence, so I'm obviously giving them taxes. I thought you were a rebel. I thought I thought uh, I thought that was no, it. Here. No, no, I no, thought, no. Okay, okay. I'm still following the law. Okay. I just don't file in any city tax uh, municipalities or districts. Yeah. Great, yeah. great. You know, in the um, in the introduction today, we talked about the uh, there's elimination of a throwback rule. With us be both being football fans, uh, when you started talking about that, I thought there was a change in the NFL with some kind of uh, lateral pass or throwback. But apparently, this is 
has something to do with muni tax. Yeah, so they did. And I think the NFL, what is the throwback rule? Well, I was going to say the NFL did just make a change to the definition of a catch. Yeah. So um, good transition there. Um, but the throw- we call it a segue in our there business. There you go, a segue. Okay, I'm learning this stuff. <laughs> so uh, the the throwback rule essentially is you throw the sale back to where it was originated. That was the old rule. That's the old rule. That's the old rule. So 2017 and before, I'll give you an example. If I'm a man or um, manufacturer or distributor, and uh, I ship my product from Columbus to any other city or state in, in the country the sale would, in the old rule, be thrown back to Columbus, meaning it's sourced and taxed to Columbus. So Columbus, okay. That's the old rule. The new rule says, uh, starting in 2018 and beyond, the throwback rule is gone. So if I ship from Columbus to, say, Cleveland. Or Bixlerville. Or or Bixlerville, right. There you go. uh, That sale would not be taxable to Bixlerville or Columbus Unless there's one catch, unless I have employees who regularly solicit sales in Bixlerville, which doesn't happen often. So assuming that's not the case, that sale is no longer sourced to any city. It becomes a quote, nowhere sale. And the benefit there is if I'm a taxpayer of, of ordinarily Columbus, I no longer have to pay as much Columbus tax. Oh, wait, let's, uh, well, well, let's get some clarity on this because, um, uh... This sounds like this is a, um, I don't know if this is a tax trap or a tax savings opportunity. Because before, I just say, look, 100% of my sales are in Columbus or Dublin or Zanesville or Marietta. Now you're saying that's not the case. It's not the case, yeah. And, and this is a law that is obviously new, so it's just changed. And not many people are talking about it. But it's a really big deal because there's, I think they said uh, the state has come out and said they expect taxpayers to save somewhere in the $20 million range in 2018, just on this law change alone. So it's a huge deal that not everyone's stuck on centralized collection and angry about either one or the other side. But this elimination of the throwback rule is going to save our clients big money. And it's important for the clients to, uh, if they're not working with Ray, to ask their CPA Hey, tell me about this throwback rule. Am I getting a benefit from it? Well, okay, let's uh, let's dive into this a little bit uh, a little bit further because I, I I you know as we talk on the show often uh, areas of risk and areas to 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 look at for you know saving some money et cetera and rate of returns. What about what about my my accounting records? How am I going to track this stuff? You know, how am I going to tell you where my sales are? Yeah, so it's really important to know. You're going to ask me. I know how aggressive you are. You yeah. won't let me file that thing. I won't let you file it. Yeah, so I need to know. Um, I need to know about your business before I'm filing your return. So I need to know where you're shipping sale, where you're shipping goods from, and where you're shipping them to. And if you give me those two answers, um, we're able to determine the best tax strategy for you. And that's obviously within the law. So there's another uh, a piece of advice to our listeners: is we need to look at our uh, the records internally in in how you're tracking your sales. Right. It just doesn't go to gross sales now. You may have to do some uh, uh, workarounds in your trial balance and your your QuickBooks accounting. You yes. are you you are you? Do you know QuickBooks? Oh, I know high level. We've got 
You're a high-level QuickBooks high guy? High-level. We, we have amazing employees in our office that help me with QuickBooks details. You have them on speed dial. Yes. I call them all the time, and they make fun of my lack of QuickBooks knowledge. Yeah. I used to be the young guy who knew software. Now I'm the old guy who doesn't. Who so doesn't know software. Doesn't. Join the crowd. That's been a great ride, isn't yeah, it? It just Hadn't happened overnight. overnight. I'm not sure how that did, but... What, uh, getting old or not getting, knowing the software? Well, both, and losing yeah. my hair and all that. Sure. It comes with age. Sure. So throwback rule, that's, uh, that's biggie. That's a, that's a big. That's a that's it's, the first we've heard about that on uh, on this podcast, and we've had uh, your colleagues on a number of times. Yeah, it's it's a big deal, and it's I don't think people are talking about it enough because there's opportunities for huge tax savings. And just the one takeaway on this is if you're a business owner or you're in the accounting department, make sure you're tracking where your sales are shipped from and shipped to, and then also make sure you're tracking where your employees are working. So if you've got employees soliciting sales in certain cities, we need to know about that. Yeah. Well, you hit on something I guess is maybe even more important than that is it's going to be tough for, you know, business owners and in our clients uh, across the board to track all of this stuff. I think it becomes like you said, it's now your job to make that inquiry of what's going on in the business. Yep. And if uh you're not in making that inquiry. I'm not making that inquiry. We're not doing our job very well. Exactly. So we've got to dig into the to the detail much more than maybe we ever had before. Right. It, it matters a lot more. And there's a chance that as taxpayers are making their quarterly estimates this year, that if this throwback rule elimination helps them, which it is going to help a lot of our clients, then they're going to end up getting big refunds when we file next year. Okay. So let me make sure I have this correct. It's effective January 1st, 18. Correct. And it's expected to save Ohio taxpayers $22 million in 2018. Right. Yeah, it's a huge deal. And uh, the savings uh, are just going to be significant. I mean, when, when you think, hey, I need to get my taxes filed, it's easy to think I need to get my federal, my state, get all that done correctly. Oftentimes, the municipalities are forgotten about. And this is where we can shine for our clients and help them get these savings. That's almost as much as LeBron makes in a year. Almost, not quite. Or maybe it's almost as much as you make. I'm not sure. It could be. Hey, the royalties off this podcast are are going high. So keep up the good work. I'm counting on you to bring home some money on this show. Well, I figure I'm going to be part of those royalties. So I'm in. Think again, buddy. (laughs) Uh, 20-day rule. Yeah. What, what is that? Does that mean, uh, again, I'll use you as an example. You work in, uh, in two of the Ray and Associates office in Northeast Ohio, Mentor and Independence, and then you float around the state. It, tell me about this 20-day rule. Yeah. So, perfect example is, is me. Like, for, for instance, right now, I'm in, I'm in Dublin or Columbus. I'm not sure where. Where am I? You're in Dublin. I'm in Dublin. Okay. So, I would need to file Dublin city taxes if I was spending 20 Let me hit mute while so they uh, before are <laughs> you want me to send no, your name and social security no, number over we're to we're good them. i'm i told you i'm a law abiding citizen we're good so we would need to fi- i would need to personally file in dublin if i spent 21 days or more working in this city okay this is the first time i've stepped foot in dublin in this in uh in this year so because of that i don't need to file in dublin now independence and mentor are two different stories i work there more than 20 days during the year so therefore, I need to file in both of those locations. So this is uh, at the individual level, not at the business level. Correct. So that, that as an individual, you would have to to track that. Well, so the, the businesses actually still get involved because they're the ones that control where the employee's payroll withholding comes from. 
So it would be Ray and Associates' responsibility to treat that right. So if you have a workforce that uh, travels yes. specifically, and and again, as 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 the amount of um, auditors that Ray and Associates has, for an example, you know that's worth tracking at times. Absolutely, yeah. It's if the biggest uh, clients that this really matters for, like construction companies, where they've got employees that are traveling all over the state. And the old rule said if you spend 12 days or more, you've got to file in all these cities. So what would happen is, again, compliance nightmare. All these taxpayers had to, and businesses had to track all these different cities and filings and dates and where they were at and where they were going. And we finally just said, let's make it easier. Let's make that 20 days. I would prefer to even have that number go up, but that's hopefully something we can work on in the future. Because again, it's still difficult for these businesses to track where their employees are, but it's a step in the right direction. You know, in the few minutes we have left, let's just kind of review what we uh, what we covered. Uh, the Ohio Business uh, Gateway uh, sounds like it's going to be a good good thing for um, for the taxpayer and our clients. Elimination of the throwback rule, very uh, very positive. In the twenty day rule, it's uh, those are all pretty business friendly uh, tax attributes for uh, our clients and in. Ohio-related businesses. Yeah, we're going in the right direction. I, th- I think all three of these are pro-business, pro-taxpayer. Not necessarily all three of them are going to save us tons of money. The throwback rule potentially could. Sure. The other thing is, the other two items are really just trying to make things simpler. And at the end of the day, when you have 600 municipalities setting 600 different ordinances in the state, things can get pretty complicated. Right. Right. And so if we're able to make that simpler for not only us as tax preparers, as CPAs, as consultants, but also for the taxpayers themselves, I think that's what everybody wants. And that's a win-win for everyone. Right. right. As we close down here, give us uh, Bilex Law for 2018 in regards to municipal income tax. What, uh, what are two or three things uh, our listeners can do to reduce their, uh, uh, their tax uh, bill at the municipal level? Or maybe not reduce, but eliminate the risk. So I'll give you I'll give you one that's really good instead of two or three that are just okay. How's just that? give me a home run. All this right. is a home run? This is a home run. All right. So here's what you need to do. If you get your W-2 or your pay stub and you're an employee, look at the municipal income tax line and see where the withholding is coming from and make sure that that's actually the city's, city or cities that you're working in. I had a client uh, a couple years ago who was withholding Cleveland income tax from their paycheck, and they had never stepped foot in Cleveland to work there at all because the business headquarters were in Cleveland, that the employer was withholding Cleveland tax. So what happened was they were overpaying Cleveland tax for years and years and years, and we were able to file and get them a refund and saved them over $12,000 because their employer didn't know what they were doing. So check your pay stub, check your W-2, and make sure that the withholding city is actually where you're working. There's our home run. We've been looking for a home run. There it is. It's not a home run. It's a solid triple. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, see, this is the live audience. They, they like it. They well, give me a thumbs up. There's 20,000 people here listening to me. That's so, right. Yeah. That's right. Our guest today has been Dan Bilek, a municipal tax specialist located in Ray and Associates, Northeast Ohio region, independence and mentor. And he does file his income tax as as so he attested to today. So appreciate, thanks again for joining us on Unsuitable today. Thanks for having me. There is certainly a lot of information a business owner should be aware of, especially if we're talking about Ohio-based businesses. 
Listeners, if you have questions about today's episode or would like to learn more about how municipal tax regulations will impact your bottom line, send an email to podcast at raycpa.com and we'll connect you to a member of our state and local tax team. Feel free to also jump on YouTube, SoundCloud, or iTunes and leave us some feedback. Until next time, I'm Dave Kane, encouraging you to loosen up your tie and think outside the box. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance. 